The following program may contain language. Discretion is advised. How happy are you with your performance tonight? Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. I've been waiting 31 months to get on this damn mic and to call these people out right now. It's my time to shine. So, Miley Cyrus, will you be my Valentine? I'm so f***ing happy! Viva Mexico, man! Viva Mexico! Conor McGregor! Surprise, surprise! There's a new king in the lightweight division! Juliana Pena, you just shook up the world! I'm not surprised, motherfucker! Everybody, everybody! I come here for everybody! Kill everybody! I'm the champ! I'm the king! Get everybody! Go ahead and excuse my friends, but you know me saying, lad, I'm a scouser. We don't get knocked out. And everybody, thank you. And this is still my boy. This is not over. Welcome, everybody, to the Pre-Punch Podcast. We are here on SMNE's network. Yeah, that's right. SNME's network. And we are doing a breakdown of the UFC pay-per-view, starting with the UFC 284. I am one half of your hosting team, Little Brady Wedham, my partner in crime, <laughs> the notorious TID, Chris Tidwell. I set him up and he just let me fail. But uh, I, th- I thought we were giving out proper introductions here, brother. Sorry, man. I just set you up. I figured we'd pop in with Boyd. I, I thought I thought maybe you forgot my name there for a second. Actually, it, it did kind of happen. I spent a, a long time in the wrestling business, so I think there's a there's a couple cobwebs. It's, it's up quite there. all right. I am I'm retired from the wrestling business now. It's just Chris Tidwell. Congrats. So, Chris Tidwell, thank you for being a part of the Pre-Punch Podcast. Thank you, everybody listening on the SMNE Network. We are going to make this as quick as possible because I know you guys are ready for the fights tonight. We are so stoked for the fights. I've been watching the UFC since I was nine years old. My uncle thought it was a wrestling pay-per-view. He rented it for me while he was babysitting, and I've been in love with MMA since. Chris, obviously, you grew up in the fight fight capital of the world. Um, how did you fall in love with the UFC? Las Vegas, I remember watching UFC 1, uh, and as some of you may remember from a show that I used to do that you guys uh, actually re- represent. Yep. Uh, that is no longer named what it was, Live Audio Wrestling. We used to cover MMA back then when the UFC was still owned by Semaphore Entertainment Group, SEG, and we kind of had carte blanche at the time uh, on who we wanted to interview, uh, who we wanted to you know, talk with, talk about, all of that. And it was, it was dope as hell, even back then. So I've been following UFC. Believe it or not, I have not missed one since number freaking... One. Same here, my friend. It, it's it, nerdy. It's it is, kind of nerdy. It's actually, and when we really fell in love with it, uh, it was beyond nerdy at that point. Like, even wrestling fans thought you were a dork if you talked yeah, about UFC. Yeah, UFC was still being run on, like, a lot of, like, uh, reservation land because of uh, commissions uh, and their way around it. You know, the, uh, the, the powers that be in UFC have brought it a long way. Uh, so much so that there's like a UFC pay-per-view once a month, sometimes even twice a month. But there's uh, there is fight nights uh, almost weekly. It seems like they've brought back. They are bringing back the Ultimate Fighter house 
which coming up uh, later on as we will talk about more, I'm sure, as we get closer to it. 1, because the coaches are uh, unbelievable picks for this one. If there's going to be eyeballs that get back uh, to the tough, to the tough house, the Ultimate Fighter house. It's going to be these two guys, and I'm talking about Michael Chandler, and I'm talking about Conor McGregor. And uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're going to see uh, ratings, if not surpassing, where they were on Ultimate Fighter 10 with Kimbo and such, and and Big Country. That was the, I believe, the highest rated Ultimate Fighter of all time. So I could see at, this surpassing that. At this point, in my opinion, I think they're going to have to do a very good job of filling the house with very, very, very talented fighters. Yep to make up, uh, you know, for the shenanigans and the hatred that people have <laughs> for one Conor McGregor right now. <laughs> That's my boy! Of, but it's going to be one of those things, like, people tune in to see what he says, but pretty much all of that is going to be given out in blurbs on TikTok and social media anyways, so they're going to be very careful about this. The way around it is to make sure that they fill it up with amazing fighters, and, you know, they've been doing that consistently, the UFC has, So, and they've done it again, and they've done it again with this card. This, this card. A is... very unknown, not even advertised a whole lot, nope. you know, kind of card because they're back down in Australia and Australian fans are rabid. They love this sport. They love MMA and they love the guys that represent Australia for them. And this card definitely represents. So, And, and the red. press conference can definitely be a reflection of what you just said right there, because the presser, they were having none of anyone who wasn't an, uh, somebody from New Zealand or an Aussie. They were booing those people out of the building so loud that you couldn't even hear Islam. You couldn't hear Randy Brown speak. Like they are rabid fans. Yeah, it is unbelievable how much they like it. So when everybody was bitching about, oh, there's not a lot of promotion going on and stuff like that. Well, for the pay-per-view, well, the pay-per-view is, you know, going to sell no matter what. Yep. It's the live crowd where they're going to make their money. And this is exactly what the UFC is doing right now. And just because you're on the other side of the planet, you don't understand maybe what's going on with the advertising that well, they're I've, doing over there. I've heard it's all over buses. It, you couldn't, you can't go anywhere right now in Perth without it just being like everything is UFC, UFC, UFC. And it's been that way all month, apparently. One of the big things I think that they just started promoting today uh, on social media and through the, the pressers and now the weigh-ins, the weigh-in show is the fact that this is the first time ever, not only in the UFC, but maybe in the history of combat sports, that the number one and number two pound-for-pound pound fighters in the world are going against each other. This couldn't happen on a more appropriate weekend. It's crazy. In my opinion, it's also Super Bowl weekend, yep. by the way. And that means, and that's, you've got the same exact thing in the Super Bowl. You've got two teams that are the exact same, exact same scoring points throughout the season. Yep. The exact same record, exact same everything. And they're the ones to decide it uh, in a Super Bowl. So this is kind of a Super Bowl of fights, if you will. Um, you know, the, the listen, but there is still a favorite and there is still an underdog. There and Volkanovsky is. is definitely an underdog in this because not because of his skill, not because of his ability, not because of his heart, none of those. Nobody can ever take those things away from him. the reason. And the only reason that he's the underdog is because he's the smaller fighter yep. going up against the larger fighter. That's it, in my opinion. Well, and I do personally believe the hype train is behind Islam right now. It has been for a while, but after the, the Charlie Olives fight, my goodness, like how can you deny that Islam it doesn't deserve to be where he is? And Volk is just a monster. After... I try to never count Volk out, especially uh, after the Ortega fight. 
when you well, just see what just, that guy can go it. through is yeah this is just it and somebody he's already been in that deep waters with a yep. guy who's you know a a a much better grappler in my opinion uh in brian ortega and he did not finish off of there so unless it's a limb you're not going to see volkanovsky you know give up he's going to go to sleep before he gives up that way that's that's probably you know that's a given um can he move around fast enough for a islam makashev and stick and move and get in and out and you know kind of uh throw that jab the way that he does and confuse islam enough to take him into deep enough waters you know and catch him with a big shot i don't know volkanovsky not a big knockout puncher no right no, no so, he's, he's and a this is stranger. really this is really the first time because we know how mma math works and it could have very well been one of those like islam makachev matched up very very well against uh you know charles Oliveira the same way that like a mike brown matched up against a uriah faber back in the day yep everybody thought uriah faber was this unbeatable beast and this you know virtual unknown mike brown comes along and smashes him yes yeah, it's just him. the way that things match up so mma doesn't always match up and i don't necessarily believe that islam makachev is unbeatable i don't believe that yet but this is definitely going to be his biggest task no doubt about it well and even the, even like islam getting knocked out like getting knocked out and especially the way that he did it happens it doesn't matter who you are whether it's being filmed or whether it's on a pay-per-view or whether it's in training it happens it's it's one of those it, he got flash knocked out so outside of that i don't really think islam has really been tested now i do think the big thing in this fight for islam is the clinch game 100 the clinch game i i know that everyone's like wrestling 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 i'm like but it, it, look at wrestling comes in a lot of different forms it comes in a different bunch of different places but that clinch game islam is one of it's the strongest necessary. human beings i've ever seen it in is that absolutely he needs to have a better clinch game than like if he just got walked into his new celly <laughs> like that needs <laughs> to be a tight clinch game that he's got no doubt about it because that's what's going to make him uh get those takedowns otherwise if he doesn't get volkanovsky up against the fence and be able to take him down there's going to be no doubt about it volkanovsky will turn around be faster stronger and just like say before it's all said and done he's got makachev's milk He's got his cookies. There's nothing left on his tray. And Makachev is going to not be able to figure out the speed of a little guy like Volkanovsky. Well, before we start leading into the actual predictions of what we both of our opinions and what we think is going to happen tomorrow, let's go over uh, what's going to happen here in the prelims. So the early prelims will be debuting on uh, UFC Fight Pass at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, ESPN Plus, I believe, starts showing their version at 8 p.m., which is going to be the same as TSN here in Canada. So the very first fight on the TSN prelims that will be going on at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menafield. My personal opinion on what's going to happen here, Alonzo Menafield is finally going to shine. I think you're finally jumping ahead of yourself here a little bit that you've jumped to the, uh, to the I so I totally did, didn't I? I'm well, you know what? You are so super Keep excited, that. so excited. Keep about that this note. Fight. Keep that note. Sorry, we're looking at Jamie Malarkey versus Francisco Prado. I got a note ahead. Just just jumping right in there. Yeah, I'm Francisco Prado is making his debut actually. Yeah. In the UFC, and I watched his last fight that he had um, for um, Samurai Fight House against Jose Barrios Varga. And this kid, like, not that Varga is in any way, shape, or form like a Jamie Malarkey. There's no doubt about it. But this Prado uh, uh, is definitely coming to fight. They've set him up with a guy like Jamie Malarkey in this one. Um, 
thinking that malarkey is going to be a wash over for him i uh, personally you know, believe so as well i think the and, isn't prado correct me if i'm wrong he's 11 and 0 i believe right and his mma he's 11 and 0 but he is still he's still a plus 210 going yeah. into this fight yeah Right. So the numbers, the numbers dictate that you take a look at this. Uh, he's got a very good chance. He's very strong. He's a little bit shorter, a little bit smaller. He's much more explosive than Jamie Malarkey is. Uh, Malarkey is going to take no Malarkey in this one, I think, though, uh, if you know what I mean. But he's going to have no choice. And the numbers dictate that even at like a plus 210, you'll look at this. If there's an only way for him to win, it's going to be by KO and TKO. This is not going to go the distance because he's he's going to come out here to try to shine, I believe. Yep. And I think that Prado does it in those numbers is a plus 550. So you've got to feel strong about that one. And you throw some money down for that. So you're taking Prado from 100%? Prado, okay. Prado by KO. Yep, I would agree. So next up is a flyaway bout. <clears throat> Correct me if I'm wrong. Am I a note ahead? No, I'm not. A uh, flyaway bout. It's going to be Shannon Ross versus Clell. Clell this... <laughs> Clayson Rodriguez. There you go. Now, I don't even apologize for mispronouncing his name when he couldn't even make weight today. Yeah, and, and it's really tough. Like, at a, at, when you're at 125 and you walk in at 127, Boy, like, I get it. it. Two pounds. Two pounds doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot. But that body size, you know, because you're almost 125 pounds. Hey. That's like losing <laughs> a third that. of your weight right now. You might as well cut a leg off at that point. It's really tough. So I get it. <laughs> However, you have two you have two jobs in all of this. Yep. You show up and you show up, uh, in, show up shape, in shape. And that includes making weight. So no excuses whatsoever. And Australia has a no patience rule when it comes to not making weight. If you don't, you have one try. They don't let you go back an hour. They don't give you any time. If you don't make weight, you don't make weight. So that's even more of a reason for you to walk into, you know, getting off that plane already in shape. And then hopefully at 127 when you got off the plane and it only takes, you know, a day or two to cut that two pounds. But yeah, he, he definitely dropped the ball there. I just on that alone, I wanted to click pick rodriguez because i do feel like he's now he's definitely got something more to prove but i like shannon ross i, I just think shannon ross is a go-getter i think uh he's well, both of these guys are coming off of both of these guys are coming off of losses yep um you know rodriguez coming off of a split decision loss actually and then uh shannon ross coming off of a ko loss so if you think about the guy who's got more to lose in this one, it's definitely Shannon Ross. So he's going to yep. want to come out guns blazing. Now he's also mad on top of this thing. And so he's at home. Look at the, if you look at the numbers on this thing, he's not going to jump into this to try to, you know, uh, 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 put himself into a bad situation, but he is going to try to win this fight. So in my opinion, you take the numbers, which is a plus 600 what? on this to go the distance and you take Shannon Ross to win this by points. It's a plus 600 for Shannon Ross by decision. Points. Wow. Okay. So I think uh I think that's a good call. Next up is a featherweight boat. Josh Colibio versus Melsick Bagatisarian. Now, I like Melsick, but the problem is is his trainer. His trainer, if anybody doesn't understand who his trainer is, is Edmund. Yes, the legendary Edmund. Ronda Rousey's trainer. When you're when when you make statements in public, and I don't care if you're trying to hype your fighter or not, when you make statements in public that say things like Ronda could outbox Floyd Mayweather right now, I'm done with you, sir, and I'm done with your fight camp, and I'm done with your gym, and Edmund, good luck, but I am taking Josh in this fight, taking wow. another Australian homeboy. 
I'm I apologize. I am. Wow. And I know the odds aren't in my favor, but I am definitely taking Josh. Yeah, I wouldn't say bet those, on that, but that's me personally. I this is one it. of those this is one of those fights where it's kind of a toss up. Both of these guys are sitting on the same exact money line at a plus minus or a minus one ten. Yep. So it's really a a toss up fight either way. This is this is definitely a popcorn fight. Do you take this? Do you lose enough money in it? You, you know, does it screw up your entire parlay? Uh, but here's the thing. I think the better fighter definitely is Melsic in this one. It, yeah, I agree. Uh, he's 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 a southpaw in this one and we know that that can kind of give you know give you a little bit of problems uh and the numbers you know i think even by points i don't think that this is going to go the distance i honestly don't um so you take a you know a plus 320 a plus 320 on melsic to win this thing okay okay it's probably a fair bet but my heart is just telling me like i'm i'm not the odds guy i'm just the Go with your heart and what your gut is saying. And I, I, I think any anybody who's uh, backed by Edmund right now is not doesn't doesn't ring close to my heart. So Melsic, I apologize, my friend. Next up is a light heavyweight bout: <laughs> Tyson Pedro versus Modestus Bukakis. Now, I think uh, just because of the last name alone, I'm not going by the odds here at plus two ten. But I like the Lithuanian because I think the name Bukaki is funny. So I think that this is what it's going to end up to is there's going to be a lot of bukkake all over this dude's face. <gasps> it's going to be in the shape of Tyson Pedro's fists. There is absolutely. No I know Pedro's a monster. I know. Listen, and this is literally, he is being brought in as a <laughs> sacrificial lamb. He's he not is. the original fighter. This is a one week notice. This is his also his debut. He comes from Cage Warriors where his last fight was a KO, no doubt about it. Yeah, it was. So he's, he knows what he's doing and stuff like that, but literally everything is being put into this for Tyson Pedro to succeed on that. So that being said, if you want to keep your parlay going, uh, this is not going the distance. There's no doubt no, about it. I agree. So you just throw it in there to take the quick money, uh, and that's Tyson by KO at a plus 180. And I think with what you're saying too is the reason why it is the main of the prelims here uh, because they want, they always put a, a banger, not only name value, but they'll just put a fight value as, there as well uh, to well, lead and you Tyson's into the a local here. guy. Yeah, Tyson's exactly. So they they want to see him go out there, boom, and smash somebody. Yep. And I think with that being said, right now, because this would be a great time between the prelims and the main event, take a little break. Let the sponsors be heard. 100%. back, get to the main event. Bukaki! TotalSportCards.com, Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com. TotalSportCards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. Welcome back, guys. Thank you to TotalSportCards.com for sponsoring not only SMNE, but the show here. We are now heading into the main card where I had got ahead of myself in my notes earlier, and we are now back to Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menifield, and I think this is Alonzo's coming out party, my friend. You know, it does not surprise me that you would get a little premature with the prelims 
Uh, but yes, we're finally here to this main event, uh, this main event uh, uh, card. Five fights in this main card in Australia. And man, every one of these, this this main card could be over in 20 minutes. It could be. The way that these fights are laid out. You know what I mean? Every one of these fights is set up to be an absolute banger. This first one for sure. Jimmy Crute, Alonzo Menafield. <sighs> Listen. Jimmy Crute's been off for a while. Uh-huh. I know that he's a local guy. There's going to be a lot of excitement. Everybody's going to be super stoked. Um, but we're talking about a dude in Alonzo Menafield whose last win was a knockout of Misha Serkinov. Yep. He's on a five-fight winning streak where they've been all in the like the first round and by finishes. He's a first-round killer. And 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 Jimmy Crute, his last. His last fight was a TKO loss to the current champion, Jamal Hill, Yep. right now. So he's looking to come out a little bit fast, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Because he's got he thinks he's going to have something to prove. The crowd's going to be behind him. Everybody's happy. And that is not what he wants to do. Alonzo Minifield will turn and just smash his face right into the ground. I'm taking, uh, taking Alonzo Minifield in this one by a TKO. Uh, the original line has him at a plus 80. I'm going to bump that up a little bit to a plus 250. Mm-hmm. RLA continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just to put a bullet on your point there, I I, I love Alonzo Manyfield. He's one of my favorite uh, up-and-coming rookies of not only last year's, I guess about a year and a half now he's been he's been around. But um, going just off of the sports card world, he's a rookie last year. And uh, yeah, no, I think, I think the world of Alonzo and I honestly think he does get that win. And I think it's probably round one and he's going to just rip his head right off. Yeah. Next up, speaking of people getting their heads ripped off, we got two big boys, two very big boys in Justin Taffa versus Parker Porter. Now, Ted, you're a big man yourself. I'll take it. I, (laughs) These are two big, tatted-up, meaty men about to slap some meat. So, who do you take? Uh, like, no, physically, like, literally, them, who oh, do you take yeah, in a fight? No, hopefully neither one of them, oh, yeah, okay. uh, un- unless, you know, it's for juice cups. Um, listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is going to go one of two ways. There's going, either going to be a very fast knockout, because both of these guys are like 265 pounds, had to cut weight to make weight. Uh, yep. <laughs> Parker Porter's Parker Porter has missed a few times in the in the in the heavyweight uh, division. Now here's the thing with Parker Porter: his last fight was a submission loss. Prior to that, it's been distance, 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 distance. All of these fights going the distance. Uh, so everybody's looking at Justin Taffa because of his last fight, you know, against Harry Hunsucker, uh, where he knocked him the fuck out mm-hmm. i mean harry hunsucker is the guy that when they're looking for somebody to get a win this is the guy that they bring in for you he's, you know yeah. what i mean there's no doubt about that yeah he's getting um, paid either way 100 so if this doesn't end quickly i think that it's going to be a long night for both of these guys we're going to have that typical uh long-standing heavyweight uh uh i want to say battle but i'm not going to uh just a heavyweight fight but if that's the case, then I still think that Justin Taffa pulls this one off. I think he's going to be more active. And so for that reason, you take Justin Taffa, who is at a minus 140 to begin with, and you bump that up to go the distance at a plus 400. 
Jeez, we're just parlaying this whole thing right through. I want to hear what this is going to pay out at the end of this parlay, my friend. Too. Now, I think the next the next right. bout is the. I know it's hard to say when we've got the co-main and the main coming and the names in both of those fights, but I think this is the sleeper fight of the night. I think it just started getting hyped up over the past few days here. I think it very well should have been a big portion of the part of the countdown. And I believe in this next fella, Jack Della Medellin, Medenla. I, I, I can't, I, how, how the Jack hell do Della you guys Madalena. say that so prop? Yeah. Del- hey, Madalena. I know I can't say I, it. I said it about 12 times before we recorded here just to get it out properly. And I still can't say it. I just call him Jack Della, Jack Della. Madalena, there you go, uh, versus Randy Brown. Now, Randy Brown heading into this, into the press conference, has said, you know, he believes in in Jack as well, but it's not going to be his night. I think Randy is coming very composed here, coming into dark territory when it comes into a zone that he knows. They're looking at him like he's Darth Vader, man. They want nothing to do with that guy. Their hero is going up against him, but as well as uh, Randy Brown has composed himself throughout this, I think Jack takes this fight. I want Jack to take this fight, and I, I think betting. If you're a betting man, that's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, listen. The the numbers, the numbers dictate by itself that maybe you throw some some money, you know, in the direction of Randy Brown. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, a KO TKO is a plus eleven hundred points is a plus five hundred for Randy in this one. But uh, his last fight was a unanimous decision over you know a a over the hump Francisco Trinaldo. Uh, and Jack Della Maddalena is oh, just a, say that he's so a beautiful. murderer right now, right? Uh, well, thank you. It's Jack Della Maddalena. <laughs> One more time, like, please. It's like uh, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Oh, well, right? Right, we're pulling those out. We're pulling those out, <laughs> eh? So Jack Della Maddalena. There you go. See, look at that, huh? Look at this guy. I get a cookie. Uh, his last one was a TKO over uh, Danny Roberts. Okay. So I think you take the safe money on this one. It's only a minus 110, but you keep that parlay going. Yeah. It, it pays off for bigger. And yeah, I think you take Jack in this one to win. Okay. And next up, Cole, main event of the evening. Actually, I'll play a song right here. Let's go. Cole, main event. Cole, main event song right now. And as the Cole, main event song is going on, the featherweight interim title will be decided tomorrow night when Yair Rodriguez takes on Josh Emmett. Holy shit. Listen, it's about time that Josh Emmett got a shot at a title. He has 100. deserved it. He has been doing very well. Uh, I like to, you know, the Johnny Sins of uh, the UFC, as I like to refer to Josh Emmett. Uh, he is uh, definitely been getting uh, fucked so to speak. Okay. And it's time for him to do some of it for himself. The unfortunate reality is though, <laughs> is that across the way is a absolute magician. I've never Yair seen Rodriguez like is a different kind of animal inside of that cage. Uh, his ability to be places where you're not supposed to be, his his creativity, yep. his striking is unbelievable. He is the 2020s version of Showtime Pettis. It's crazy. Like, and if, if if Josh Emmett is going to win this fight, 
it's going to be by KO or TKO. Yeah, 100%. I think that uh, because his gas tank has always been a problem in the past, and Yair Rodriguez, if he can keep that footwork going, stay out of range, just pop, pop, pop the way that he does, he's going to make it a very long night for Josh, unfortunately. And, I mean, listen, you're looking – I'm excited. Yeah, Rodriguez is coming it. in as the favorite in this one right now, right? At a yep. minus 165. Josh Emmett at a plus 40. So it's still, this is a fucking what, toss up. He, he's and at, it should be. He's this at plus a, 140, right? Yeah, plus, yeah, yeah, plus 140. Right. Yeah. So this is this is an absolute toss up for this one. KO TKO for Josh Emmett is at a plus 440. KO TKO for uh, Yaya Rodriguez is at a plus 300. So the plus Ooh. 300 is going to win for me on this one. I okay. Think that, Yair Rodriguez has the ability because I think Josh is going to get a little bit frustrated in the later rounds and he's going to move into one of those crazy ass kicks or one of those elbows that like come out of his back pocket. You know, he's going to move into something strange and I'm taking Yair Rodriguez by KO. Can I, can I choose with my heart and my mind? Because that's what's happening in this fight. I'm, I'm, my heart really, really wants Josh to win. I want to see Josh in the place that he should have been. I think even a while ago, like you said, he's been getting fucked in certain situations. I think Josh has earned this spot even before now. He's finally here. He's finally on the big stage, but he's going in there against Rodriguez. So yeah. I'm going to, my mind has to go with Yair. I do think we're going to see something spectacular. I think it's going to be a highlight worthy either way. Uh, and I'm super stoked for the co-main event. Well, there it is. All right, now main event music. Let's do that too. Main event music. We had Islam versus Volk. Now we have we talked about it at the beginning of the show. I guess we can just get straight into it now. Do you have any final thoughts before we start talking about who we're going to take as as the winners and losers of this event? I don't think that there is going to be a loser on this one because if you think about it, both of these guys, you know. Uh, Who's got more to lose in this situation? I yep. think is probably Islam Makachev, because at the end of the day, Volkanovski really? can still go back down. Volkanovski can still go back down and and get his belt back in a really good fight if the winner between Josh Emmett and Yair Rodriguez. So the option is there for him off of that one. If Islam Makachev loses in this one and he's lost to a smaller guy and the hype train is done after winning the belt in one fight. And that doesn't look good for him and doesn't look good for Team Khabib if that happens. Yeah, you're so right. So I think right, that I right. think that Islam has a lot more to lose in this situation. Uh, Can I counter that point, though, where I think that what a lot of people forget is Volk is undefeated. Right. So. And even further to that, hasn't lost a round. Yeah. This is the same guy that made Max Holloway look like an amateur. Yeah. Like, this right this 100%. this dude has a legacy that 100 i think is even and, stronger than islam and it's, i think his legacy is stronger i think you may be right though the hype train behind islam is so crazy that if it gets derailed route now it may never get back on track and you're right volk has a chance of because he's undefeated and because he's never you know he has all these accolades that maybe he can kind of save face if he does lose but i don't know i i, I don't know i don't know well here's the thing Here's the thing you have to remember is everybody would look at it like, oh, Volkanovski is coming up because he's the 145 champion. It's the he's easy comparison. Against, he's going up against the 155 champion, right? Mm -hmm. Well, everybody talks about the story for years and years and years about how Volkanovski used to be 237 pounds or yep. some shit like that. You've heard that a lot rugby, this week. Where he was all puffy and everything like that, right? He weighed in 
He weighed in at 154.5. Yep. So he's put on bulk. He's put on some meat. Islam Makachev had to use the uh, the Iron Curtain, so to speak. He was buck uh, naked. To, to, you know, make weight on this one. So he's probably going to be floating around uh, tomorrow at somewhere at around, my guess is around 175. Well, tonight, tomorrow, on depending one. on how you look at it, we're recording in the middle of the night. Sorry. <laughs> Anybody listening? It's not Sunday, uh, it's Saturday. The pay-per-view's today, is. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I always get used to this. Sorry, I took I've, you off track. I've been up friend. for seven days. I, I apologize. Uh, but what you're going to see is you're going to see guys that if they've had enough time to hydrate, that's going to work out fine for Makachev. Yep. For Volkanovsky, he's not going to gain any more weight. Well, he's got 30 hours to kind of get himself I like 36 or so didn't he like but if he's already hours, weighing in at that and he had to put in. on weight he had to put on weight to get to that he's not cutting back down no you're right yeah it's not like he bumped himself up to 165 and then cut 10 pounds down at the last bit like he, he you know he he might have been walking into that at like one 157 you know what I mean? And had to cut a couple of pounds just to make it. So he's not going to blow it up. He's not nearly going to be as big. I think that Makachev is going to be a much bigger fighter for him in this one. And that's going to be, like I said, the only thing that's going to help him in this because even though Volkanovsky does not have any kind of knockout power, he's never been known for that. He's a much slicker boxer. Um, and if he can stay out of range and use his wrestling, his anti-wrestling, you know, to stay out of that grasp of Islam Makachev, then Volkanovsky has a very, very good chance. And we don't know what Islam can do in those later rounds. There hasn't been too many people that have ever been able to hold Volkanovsky down for very long. That's Brian the other Ortega. thing that I, Brian Ortega is the, the, the person who did it the longest. And it seemed like he had, he had trouble doing that as well. So I think that's one of the things that you're right. If we see Islam uh, take him down, what doesn't matter where it is in the fight, if he holds him down on that ground longer than, you know, a minute or two, then that very well could be the deciding factor because then it's just time. It's just time. I but, think so. And I think that here's the, here's the thing. So do we want to do this pick? I don't even, what I want to actually ask you before the pick is, do you think this is going to go the full five rounds? No, I do not. Okay. And I think that everybody's sleeping on the fact that uh, Alexander Volkanovsky has not had the ability to knock dudes out at 145. Uh, what makes anybody think that he can knock, you know, Islam Makachev out at 155? I don't think that that makes a lick of difference. I think that with the numbers, the way that they dictate, I think this is a fight that Islam is absolutely penetrable to getting knocked out, maybe not by a hand. And maybe, uh, you know, Volkanovsky doesn't have the ability to knock somebody out with his hand, but there's knees. There's the anti-wrestling clinch stuff. There's throwing that knee right up the middle when he shoots in for a takedown yep. because you know that they've been working on that. This is a guy who works, you know, it, that that gym in Australia with Izzy and all the rest of the guys. They're, they're monsters, just, man. They're killing it right now. They're monsters. So, so I honestly think, I honestly think that Volkanovsky it, has a dog in this fight. 100% I think that he does. Uh, you know, traditionally, Islam Makachev should be a bigger, stronger, bullyish of a, of a fighter. But I, with the numbers the way that they are, I think that you go for the KOTKO at a big whopping plus 750. <laughs> How do you not throw some money? How do you not throw some money on that? 
for good old Volkanovsky to win by KO TKO. Wow. So that's the official pick. That is my official pick in this one. Finishing off my parlay as for the prelims and the main card. So putting that all together. Yeah. If you were to bet, let's, let's pick a number. Well, I'll make it simple for you. Let's, okay. let's let's say because it's very simple to go in multiples of one. For most people, they can understand that. So a $1 bet, as it for, were, right now. Through everything that you have laid right. out here. For the entire prelims, the way that I laid it out, the, the method of victory instead of just the money line victory on this one. For all of those numbers, you can go back and you can add them up. There it is, plain as day. A $1 bet wins you, ladies and gentlemen. Drum roll, if you will. Wait, we'll get a song for this one. And three hundred sixty-six thousand seven hundred and thirty-seven dollars, and do not forget my ten cents, ladies and gentlemen, off of a one-dollar bet. A one-dollar bet is going to fetch you three hundred and forty plus thousand dollars. Three hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. For a one dollar bet, I think you take that kind of you. You take the chance. If you don't even bet, I think that's. I. Who doesn't have a dollar for that? Right. Holy shit! If you have a dollar for the lottery, you have a dollar for this. And this, ladies and gentlemen, not only do you get a chance to win a whole lot of money, you get a chance to watch people get punched in the face <laughs> for so, much less than you could win off of a dollar sitting in your house on your couch. Main pay-per-view is at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in North America. My goodness, Tid, I can't thank you enough. Chris, whatever you want to be called, you're uh, one of my bestest buddies in the world, and I can't thank you enough for being a part of the Pre-Punch Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, listening on the SMNE Network, that is your Pre-Punch Breakdown. Tid is going to make you $366 gajillion if you listen to him. Get your bets in. Enjoy the fights here. You can check us out at SundayNightMainEvent.com where you can join our Patreon at $1 a week. Depending on where you are in North America, it is about a dollar a week. You can get this. You can get tons of other content from the network. We have about 15, 16 shows in rotation right now. Tons of good stuff. Everything from wrestling reviews to podcasts to that are just talking about life to music reviews. You name it. We provide it. SNMN the SMNE radio SMNE network Sunday nights, main event.com. Chris, where can they find you? Can you, you want to be found anywhere or on social media or anything like that? They can certainly find me right back here at the pre-punch podcast. Next time we do one of these for the next pay-per-view. Absolutely. These are a lot of fun. Also, you can find me at the Godfathers of podcasting, of course, because we've been podcasting before podcasts and ever got podcasts. <laughs> that is the tagline that we have to say, ladies and gentlemen, we are legally bound to say that no matter where we are, we are very happy to be a part of this. And of course, you know, I'm very excited to get back to doing what I did before. And that was talking about MMA on a more regular basis. So thank you. For inviting me uh thank you to all of you for listening along i can't wait to interact with you even more on this so you can you know always hit me up all of my socials at notoriousTID.com or just at notoriousTID because i'm old and i don't even know what.com is anymore um and i also don't know how to change it so that's still what it is from when i was wrestling if somebody can figure out how to tell me how to change it from at notoriousTID then you can tell me how to do that but until then it will always be at notoriousTID uh don't try to 
uh, tweet me. I am not on Twitter, uh, but everything else, Instagram, Facebook, all of those other things. Uh, not necessarily TikTok. I'm old, and I do have legs, believe it or not. Well, on that note, myself and Tid made, a, made up a saying years ago, and I don't care what anybody says. It's ours. We copyrighted it. Nah, we didn't really, but Wu-Tang no, is for the children. Peace. The inevitable tidal reign didn't begin by dousing the flames of the hottest lightweight on the planet. Islam Makhachev submits Charles Oliveira to win the title! The eye of the champion was there from the very start, physically imposing his will. He has one goal in mind, and that is to obliterate his opponent. Reflecting the giants who stood before him, Forever building like a massive Russian storm front. That's gonna do it! Wow! Islam Makachev! Until finally, through the debris and devastation of 11 straight victories, he stands alone. All my life, I trained for this belt. My dream now is become number one pound for pound king. When cage is closed, nobody can help him. Tonight, as the UFC heads down under to sunny Perth, Western Australia, the partisans are gathered for an overthrow. For the only man on a longer, more dominant winning streak in the UFC just happens to be the greatest Australian champion of all time. 12 straight victories, undefeated in the UFC. That's it, Alexander the Great! Coming up from featherweight to make history, to become a two-division champion in the colossal World Lightweight Championship Super Fight of the Ages. Because to be great, you've got to get through the great. This is going to be the defining year of my legacy. I'm going to start it off with a bang at UFC 284. First, the interim 145-pound title is on the line as two thriving contenders clash head-on, featuring the king of the memorable finish Mexico's own El Pantera, who snatches victory from the jaws of defeat. Oh, it was an elbow, oh my God! And consciousness from his foes in the blink of an eye. Can the dazzling Latino striker break through against a surging challenger on a five-fight win streak? A man who has stood in with the very best, punished them, dropped them in their tracks. Oh, one and done! An elusive fighter whose inner dog simply won't be denied. Two titles are on the line, and Australia is rocking. For tonight, history will be made. Legacies will be defined. It's champion versus champion, and the world's pound-for-pound -pound greatest will get his hand raised. Live from the sold-out RAC Arena in Perth, Western Australia, it's UFC 284. Makhachev versus Volkanovsky, and it starts right now.